All right, welcome to the first episode of, as it is titled right now, We Have a Microphone. Um, I'm Hampton. I'm Michael. And we have a microphone. Yep. And apparently you're listening to us. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're starting with kind of a minimal concept, um, which is that uh, we're sitting here at our kitchen table. Mm-hmm. We have a microphone. That was, yep. that was step number two. Yep. And then Michael... Uh, you're going to do something special for us every episode. Right. I'm, I'm going to make a cocktail at the beginning. I mean, uh, you know, it's the end of the workday, kind of. So It's, four, it's four, 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 4.48. 448. Yeah. So that's that's about cocktail hour. I think so. Ish. In the 1950s, it certainly was. Oh, yeah. They were well, well in by this point of the day. And East Coast and all that. So. Cool. All right. Well, you get to that. I'll, I'll do kind of the intro. Or I guess that was the intro. I guess that was, yeah. All right, so you're going to get to enjoy the sound of Michael making cocktails. Uh, Yeah, so pretty much the plan is each week we're just going to kind of pick a topic and maybe stay on that topic. Maybe not. (laughs) Uh, So this week we figured some people on Twitter are asking if we could talk about traveling. Uh, Because Michael and I uh, were married and we worked together and we... Uh, do everything together uh we, we don't actually take showers together just to clear that one up because that's like there's not enough like warm spray you know what i mean nobody wants to fight it looks really good in a movie but nobody actually likes to share a shower like get the hell out it's really nice in here um but yeah we share everything and so we figure why not share a podcast and last april we decided that we kind of stepped back from our jobs uh here in san francisco and went traveling um, we left in April. Is that the official leave date? Yep. I think we left April the twenty-third. April the twenty-third. Yeah, St. George's Day. St. George's Day. Uh, are you using St. George Gin? Or? No. No, not this week. Um, yeah, so we started traveling. Uh, we'd actually, I mean, we'd kind of started traveling before that, right? Because we started doing no, some no. stuff. But that was sorry, that was when we actually. That was like the move out of our. So yeah, we had some friends come live in our place, and we traveled from late April until september wait no when do we get back december December. michael's the one who remembers things so i just kind of everything's vaguely like we were gone for the summer so we went uh let's see we went to europe we spent a while there like most of the summer uh so let's see we we flew in and out of um out of paris so that was like our main we kind of we went to the u.s east coast stayed with uh uh, Amy and Thomas Hoy in uh, Philadelphia. There's some cool web people you should know. And uh, yeah, so we stayed with them and then we like flew out of Philadelphia to Paris and then we kind of did like, we came back there. So that was our round trip, like expensive flight basically. And then once we were in Europe uh, and from Paris, we kind of went out everywhere else. Um, and we afforded it, uh, not because we sold a startup and are like super rich, but because basically like uh people ask me to speak at conferences and usually they'll cover some of the flights and stuff so we kind of just like used air miles that we'd accumulated plus like some travel budgets and then lots of airbnbs um and we kind of made it work so yeah we traveled yeah so prague paris did a bunch of things sorry where else we go it was 10 countries is that right yeah yeah, Michael's a blog post on this, if you go to malrays.com, there's like 
a long yeah. thingamob. Or, ooh, ooh, here comes a cocktail. Okay, so I guess the first cocktail. Yeah, the um, first cocktail. It's... Is, is an old-fashioned. Pretty classic. Uh, just using some bullet bourbon. Um, so about three ounces of that to half an ounce of simple syrup, um, which is easily made by combining equal parts sugar and warm water. A um, few dashes of Angostura. I usually put about four in per drink because, well, we like our cocktails kind of bitter. Um, stir it over ice. Uh, serve it over a big ice cube with a uh, bit of orange. Yeah, so it's, it's beautiful. There's like orange peel. It smells wonderful. I guess you broke the... Did, did yeah, you yeah. flame it? No, no, no. No, no you no, didn't. Fl- oh, come like on. That. You don't like doing that? I think it's a bit ostentatious. But you, you twist it. You twist it over. Twist it, yeah. And now it's got oh, a layer oil. of the oils. Yeah. Um, you made a good point about the simple syrup. Yeah, because cocktails always going to be a... It's going to be a topic here. Because <laughs> it's a thing we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, simple syrup is a... Yeah, they like sell it in the shops because I think a lot of people read a thing and you're like simple syrup, and then you're like you go to the liquor store and they sell like an eight dollar right. bottle of simple syrup and you're like, well, we're out of simple syrup, we should go buy more. It's just boiling water and sugar. It's like how in the south, I'm, I'm like sorry, originally from the south, uh, and like it's how you make sweet tea is you get really hot tea and then you put in lots and lots of sugar so it super saturates and then it cools down. And then it stays in there and it doesn't yeah. uh, leave. Uh, yeah, so we're currently recording this using a thing that allows people to ask questions. And so somebody's asking, uh, what's the color of our microphone? It's black. Yeah. We got like, uh, it looks like a Death Star. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the, it, it's the one of the snow. snowballs by yeah. Blue. So it's kind of weird. It, um, it is black, but it has a big silver thing on it that says Blue. Yeah. So this is like one of those, what's that? test to know if you know a language uh, you have to read it stroop, stroop te- well, that, stroop that'll be a that'll be a whole, that'll be a whole other episode um, um but now now we're focusing on, on travel and this delicious yep. cocktail yep um uh, something we learned while traveling mm. um i didn't realize this but when you cheers so when you um you know uh, cheersing at the beginning of your drink you should always make eye contact i heard everything from you know it's just bad luck not to make eye contact to you'll just you know you'll have seven years of bad sex or something um yeah there was a whole other thing so now i it's it's a little bit of a coordination issue i always feel like i'm gonna you know ram my glass into someone else's and break it or something especially if you have one of those flimsy um flimsy cocktail glasses oh i learned a new word for a cocktail glass the other day uh, it's the nick and nora glass um which is nick and nora, nick and nora glass it's like um, Wait, that's that was a movie or something? Wait, what's Nick and Nora? Well, they're the characters in, in one of the, I think it's Maltese Falcon. Oh, yeah. okay, that's fancy. But there's like, you know that, that cocktail glass that kind of, it like, it goes out a little bit. It's like a, almost like a trapezoid V-shape um, with a thin um, stem. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's called Nick and Nora. It's what all the cocktails are in now, you know, if you're being fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. I thought that was a coupe. No, 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 that's like a, 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 coupe. Like a U-shape. Is this coupe? is like a like oh a, a trapezoid kind of yeah trapezoid oh right i know what you're saying yeah it like flares okay, like i got it yeah. i'm being i'm being slow um yeah anyway so um so that's, you should so, always cheers so continental europe so like you're english right and english people don't have this tradition no most americans don't have this tradition right. 
it was definitely on the continent. The it continental Europeans take this really make seriously. Make eye contact. Um, yeah, it's a bit challenging, but I, since then we've or I've tried to do it a lot. Well, every time we cheers, and we cheers a lot. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we cheers a lot. Um, I'm just gonna upload a photo of uh, the delicious cocktail you just made. Um, yeah, so maybe you should talk about too some of the like while we were traveling some of the stuff that, like you had your trap, you wrote a blog post on this, right? Your like traveling pro tips. I mean, yeah. So like we, uh, I mean, so we were we were traveling for I guess about what eight months total, mm-hmm. and it's kind of scary when you're first packing because we decided to only take a carry on each. We had. Um, yeah, you know, easy jet regulation style, so it can fit in overhead cabins. So eight months with that. Well, it didn't. So we were off well, on that. Right, that's true. We thought that we had we had very tiny bags, and we thought that they were uh, like small enough to fit on easy jet. Right. Turns out they were not. Right. Easy jet to be very, even smaller. We had a lot. Of, there was a lot of. Where were we? Was that in Prague Airport? Someone was not <laughs> happy with the easy jet regulation. Oh my gosh. That is a sport. If, if you've never flown EasyJet before, yeah, do it's, it for the experience. If you want to feel like a piece of meat or cattle yeah. or something, it's, 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 it's great for that. I mean, are people in the U.S. familiar with? No, so yeah, EasyJet's a super low-cost carrier. Like Ryanair is the other big one in, in, uh, in Europe. And um, yeah, so they, like, they're, they're kind of almost intentionally cruel to you. Like... <laughs> Um, like I don't, I don't think customer service is bad in Europe generally. Like they're certainly not as like overly effusive as Americans are, which I find weird now. Um, but like it's good, and I think EasyJet though, it's like part of their marketing, and they're pretty open about this is yeah. to treat you terribly. Yeah. Um. So anyhow, yeah, no, no, but it's really fun whenever somebody. Sorry, there's a game that you play when you play when you go fly EasyJet is always like. <laughs> There will always be somebody who is trying to take a carry-on onto the plane that is not of their regulation size. And they, like, so in U.S. carriers, if you come up with a bag or they run out of space on the plane or whatever, then they let you gate check for free, right? Mm -hmm. They'll take your bag and they'll check it for you. Uh, EasyJet does not do that. They will, I think it's like 70 euros at the gate. It's like, and it's like 30 euros if you do it beforehand or something like that. Um, so there's always people who are super cheap who are trying to like get their luggage on and it's just so much fun because the EasyJet staff are not having it. Also, they just are not. you are only allowed one piece of carry-on and that doesn't mean like the US mm. carriers you have, you know, a little wheelie suitcase plus a purse or a laptop bag plus a carry-on, mm. sorry, um, a, you know, duty-free bag. They want you to have one Yeah, bag. you get, you, you don't get a, your purse you get is your one pur- bag. Your purse, your purse is, bag. is one bag. Um, and so you will. I'm surprised they don't count your wallet. Is a bag. Oh, I know they would. Um, so now you see all these, you know, jackets with pockets the size of purses that you know are sold for EasyJet flights. Um, That's right. You, you heard that right here. They spe- they sell special jackets right. for when you fly EasyJet, so you can like put your laptop into your jacket right. and stuff. Because uh, um, that that doesn't yeah. count. So yeah. Anyway, but we we decided to to go back you know we we decided we'd take a carry on each we didn't know exactly where we were going um but it's really difficult packing for that amount of time you know eight months i don't know what i'm gonna need i mean we're pretty sure we're gonna be in europe for most of the summer 
Um, we knew we were going to be heading slowly south down the east coast during autumn. Um, so we knew we'd be in, you know, we wouldn't need a you know, hat and scarf and gloves. But still, you want to pack a fairly heavy jacket, maybe a pair of swimming trunks in case you go swimming. Um, so that was kind of difficult. And yeah, I've got a couple of blog posts about things we packed that we didn't need, things mm. we forgot to pack. I was definitely over over optimistic with my contact lenses. <laughs> I think I brought, you know, five months supply when I only really needed a couple of months. Um, The biggest thing that we needed to buy was um, kind of a big pint glass sized drinking glass. Yeah. Um, We were staying in mostly Airbnbs, um, although actually this applies, I guess, equally to hotels. Mm. But the Airbnbs would have tiny kind of um, tumbler sized, you know, glasses. and, you know, if you're working and you need a big pint glass size thing for water or if you want to mix a cocktail, you know, there's, there's, there was nothing to really use in a, in a lot of these. So yeah. in Prague, it was uh, one of our early stops. We ended up going and buying, um, you know, a couple of decent sized glasses. And those went with us the whole way. Although we lost yeah. one in, I think, the very last few days. We only have we one. Oh, yeah, we yeah. only have one with us right now oh. back home. Um, but that was that was um, that was really useful. Yeah, well, so, so normally whenever I do, like, a business trip, I'll grab, like, um, the first thing I do through security is go buy a large bottle of water mm. and then keep that with me all the way to the hotel and then I right. fill it at night. Because I, like, when I'm sleeping, I like to wake up and drink a lot of water. That's how I don't get hungover. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, that's normally what I do. But when you're traveling, like, you don't, like, I wanted to go buy a Diet Coke while we were working from an Airbnb. And we definitely needed glass, like a glass, yeah. to have with us to pour it in there. Uh, I mean, cans are nice, but they don't really have them in right. much much of Europe. Yeah. Um, not the same way. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, well, I guess for water, I still use water bottles. Anyhow, so yeah, yeah. so we did that, and we we did. Uh, well, people yeah. always actually have been asking us, like, where was your favorite place that you went to? Oh yeah, that's a good question. And then go on then. I mean, so well, I mean, my answer is. Paris because it's always right Paris. but then that's that's such a cop-out when people ask you like where's the where's the favorite place you don't want to say Paris but it is Paris. that's like saying what did you love as a kid and it's like ice cream or Disneyland but I love Disney and ice cream <laughs> yeah, as a kid yeah yeah and still, computers but this, this should be yeah I don't know what Oregon Trail okay what about your favorite your second favorite or your favorite place in the US because we did a, a bit of travel in the US yeah we did do a bit of travel <laughs> <laughs> Walt Disney World is my answer. Right. Yeah, that was funny. San Francisco. Well, New York. Yeah. Sorry, New York. So we lived in New York for a month this fall. SASConf was going on there. Um, and so we kind of stuck around for, for a full month. And that was... Yeah, it was, it was nice. It was a brownstone in Chelsea that we got for a pretty good price. Uh, it was kind of disgustingly dirty, and we had to clean yeah. it. Which we've done two times? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess this Twice. is this is, yeah, is it? segueing into a Airbnb yeah. kind of thing. Because, sorry, like I said, I think we spent maybe one week out of Airbnbs, but for the rest of that, oh, and family, but mm-hmm. um, the rest of that was in Airbnbs. And so, well, Hampton's better at this than I am, but it's kind of come up with a very um, good set of rules to kind of go by, I guess. You know, like... You, well, obviously, you want to find somewhere with a lot of reviews, but then, especially for Paris and New York, very expensive cities, you know, it's like, am I willing to maybe put up with a surprise, terrible bathroom 
to get a good deal on yeah. something or in you know and yeah I, I certainly i think one thing i discovered is that both across cultures uh that's one like very well that screws us up or sorry but also just people uh i have very different expectations on cleanliness of a shower yeah. than a lot of people seem yeah. to do in their homes yeah uh I, I guess this is maybe for, for people like hampton a trigger warning right now of maybe <laughs> we're about to talk about something disgusting in terms of well so the new york one the bathroom was the shower curtain had mold creeping up the shower curtain um the 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 the, the, the plug was blocked pretty much as soon as we moved in with um this person's hair the kitchen had dirty dishes in it she was so she was a first-time airbnb -er. i love our, our host our host was a first-time airbnb -er. host in air quotes well um she was very nice and i think she was just in la for the month and she hadn't done it before and was just like hey i hear this is a good way to you know keep my apartment occupied and earn a bit of cash so she didn't have any reviews she had some great stage photos turns out she's a food photographer so she you know got a bit of an arty bent um but knows how to take photos but i mean it was impeccably designed it was just not clean um no so we had to run to bed bath and beyond pretty much as soon as we got there there were no towels either um there was no oh, yeah. kind of comforter on the bed there was yeah, no she quilt. forgot towels or forgot that we do um, buy towels which totally makes sense if you if you've not airbnb'd yourself or if yeah, you I, um, I guess she'd never done it had never hosted before but there's an expectation you should have clean laundry sorry clean linens for the bed clean towels i mean the the place should be generally tidy um there was like dirty dishes in the sink yeah yeah like we yeah we yeah we went to bed bath and beyond and i bought like rubber gloves like i don't know if she's Drain into organic her. cleaning or not but like fuck her like i don't care because like sorry the the drain in the shower was visibly clogged up with hair like floating out of yeah, it yeah, yeah. like swirl like it wasn't you know just in the drain wasn't with some hair it was like it looked like a chia pet <laughs> or like <Aww. laughs> it looked like her extension right like fell out or something it was just like swirling in the bottom and i'm like that is so gross i mean it was pretty gross and like i i don't understand people who don't clean their showers i just don't i don't get it because like it's easy to clean mm -hmm. relatively to other things like repainting a room if like the walls in your living room get messed up like painting you gotta put stuff yeah, down yeah. you gotta like maybe hire a professional you gotta get special tools like you need gloves some bleach and a little bit el elbow grease yeah. and then you're good yeah Anyhow. and then the other one was in paris as well and he wasn't uh, like he it's just he, mold everywhere it was and it was his own home though and i think he just both like, these were out. their own, own homes so it makes me think like if you're going for an airbnb try and go for maybe a professional company or a co like someone who's done this a lot these people i think were new both of them yeah. um but the second place in paris we had was great um but yeah, so wait, so so your favorite other bit, favorite bit of traveling was New York, <laughs> and I guess experiencing Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, sorry, and, and I mean definitely the other city that was my favorite in Europe was Prague. Hmm. Um, we were gonna be there. Well, we were trying to figure out. We knew that being primarily, or, or I guess the right word is underemployed. Maybe that's the right yes. word for it. Uh, being underemployed. Well, sorry, the, actually that sounds like a terrible term too, because I know there's a lot of people who are seriously underemployed. Right. You know, we were doing it by choice. Like, right. we were living on a... A budget. Minimal income, on a yeah. budget. So, uh, like, 
Eastern Europe was a must-do then. Yeah. Like, we just but, knew we had... I mean, it's so much cheaper in Eastern Europe than Western yeah. Europe that, like, I would have loved to spend the whole summer in Paris, but we would have gone broke. Well, I mean, Paris sucks in summer, so maybe not. It's a nice one, really. Well, but we everyone were, says that. We were there at, like, in the September early, and then yeah. May. So spring and autumn in Paris are gorgeous. It's, anyway, like, July. Is... We went to Prague where... Just to be honest, the weather is basically the same as Paris right. in the summer. But I mean, everyone hot, leaves Paris. Hot as balls. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we were going to go to, so we knew we had, part of the plan is we knew we had to go to Eastern Europe. We're like, just in order to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we'd been to Gdansk in Poland before, uh, which we really enjoyed. Yeah. But my we, we kind of went with Prague because my family or my uh, grandfather's mm-hmm. family is all from uh, the Czech Republic. And so we thought, like, hey, we should go check it out. Family re- reconnect with roots kind of yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, wait, that makes me a fourth Czech. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we went there. We did a month, which was a for a country we hadn't been to. It was a, like we booked out a month. Uh, yeah, which is kind of a ballsy move for yeah um, having a, a, like your first month there yeah because uh, yeah, sorry normally most like Paris we'd been to a bunch of times yeah. before and we I were like oh, most... we definitely want to stay longer yeah um, yeah most of the places we've been to before it, it's best to go for a short time the first time you're in a place and then yeah. if you really want to go back right you know get to know it a little better um, yeah but it's you know we really enjoyed it much more than we thought we were even going to enjoy it. Uh, it was a surprise yeah. enjoyment, and uh, we ended up staying the month and a half. Uh, we kind of like extended, yeah. kind of rebooked some things. Yeah, um, we were going to maybe go to Poland for a couple weeks or try to do a vacation. Except, so we're like, what? What? That must have been like July. Yeah, July. It was. Like that. It was heading into July. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, let's do Prague, and then we'll go to like a beach place. Like maybe we'll go to Greece or something. Right? Turns out everybody goes to Greece. Like. <laughs> In the summer, like we picked, we basically picked holiday rush. the The two weeks we had available yeah. after Prague, we had these two weeks where we were gonna go do something vacation like. So because sorry, just to be clear. Sorry, we were not spending every day touring, right? We weren't working, but we weren't not working either. Yeah. Like we were, we were teaching ourselves like new technologies, yep. like we do tech stuff. So like <clears throat> we were working on. Different projects. Learning Swift at the time that it just yeah, yeah I taught myself like I like the new read. iOS stuff. Yeah, um, you taught yourself like uh, design. You're doing a bunch yeah. of design. You yeah. wrote a book. Yeah, because you know that's right. what you do. Um, no, so it was it was a working. It was like a work. Like we were trying to live in these places. We weren't like there was a lot of conferences. When we stayed in a place, we kind of get up every morning and do yeah work. You know, maybe take an afternoon and go see some touristy stuff, something like that. Um, so we were like, it's funny, while traveling, we were going to book a vacation, mm. which I guess, right. I realized that was sounding really odd to and people, because they're yeah. like, what do you mean you're in Europe, in Prague, and you're not on vacation? Yeah. No, anyhow, but it turns out, I was looking at the prices for everything for that, like, week, and it was like, it was crazy. It's everything crazy. was sold out, or super expensive, and I, I just realized that the rest of Europe was, all those uh, people who, like, all the Parisians that leave Paris during the summer were yeah. going wherever. Um so we just stayed in Prague for an extra two weeks or whatever instead of regular vacation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we really, you know, it's the language is impossible because it is oh. nothing. If you don't speak a Slavic or like language, if you don't speak Russian, if you don't speak Polish, uh, Czech is like 
so in the U.S. and in England, but maybe to a lesser extent in England. Uh, but like in the U.S., growing up with like just Spanish words around, or a lot of English words have French, you know, roots yeah. to them, or well, like, German roots. Yeah, German. Sorry, German or French roots. Or, I guess romantic or Germanic yeah. is really the right. Yeah. Like a lot of, like you can, there's a surprising number of German and French you can understand if you, you know, are just a Westerner, like generally. Yeah. Like just those words that show up, like, um, I don't know, restaurant is restaurant. Right. You know, uh, beer. Let's see, wait, what's beer in all languages? Well, I mean, Bier, cerveza. French, Cerveza, Bier, yeah. uh, Ein Bier in, in German. And even like in countries that we weren't that familiar with. So we were in Sweden for a little bit. We are in the Netherlands. Um, you know, you can figure out kind of from a menu. I know so little German, but enough that I can say, you know, I can go down a Swedish menu and pick out like the words. Some words you recognize. Yeah. And the problem, well, at least with Czech, it was just... It did nothing. Was so different, um, and that was, I think, the first experience I've had. I haven't, I haven't traveled, you know, to to Asia as much where I expect this would happen a lot more. Um, you know, Arabic countries we haven't really traveled to, so it's like, you know, within Europe, I'm used to hmm. having, you know, a, not a grasp on the language, but being able to read a sign or something. Even the alphabet was was mystifying to me. Yeah, it's well, like, I, sorry, it's a Latin alphabet, but um, well, definitely in Czech, like you can your pronunciation if you're guessing with any sort of regular or i would say i'm just gonna yeah. say american just to shorthand it um but like how an american might guess even a foreign word is pronounced is just you are wrong yeah like you are just wrong like so for instance uh thank you in czech is pronounced yakuyi yeah uh which you know i don't think that'd be the first word you would guess right for thank you right it's not like what you go to uh so let me see how do you spell yakuji again michael it's like dj something uk yeah it's it's it starts in it starts with a dj um so it's like yeah it's crazy like i I remember so we'd been living there even for a month um and it was like I, there was a, a to-go bag, like a, a plastic bag we got from the grocery store, and it had it had Yakuyi written on it, and I, oh yeah, so sorry, so Yakuyi, well the way they have it spelled is D E with a thing K E U I, um, yeah, it's very strange, um, no, but it was written actually the way on the bag it was definitely D J, yeah, and I was like. I spent like a minute being like, is that the name of the store? <laughs> like, I'd been there for a month, and even the word thank you. Yeah. Like, it was. I, I, n- I never go to like Paris and see Merci on the side of a bag right. and then go, like, is is the store called Merci? Merci. Is the store called Merci? Um, so, so, okay, so you really yeah. like Prague. Yeah, I, I loved it. The Thank God a lot of people in Prague spoke English. Yeah. Is, um, Wait, what, what, what was your least favorite? Is that is that too much of a loaded question? Um, what should I talk about? What's my least like? favorite? Yeah, like on a whole trip. Where is your least favorite place? <laughs> oh, you know what it's gonna be. Oh, South Spain. No. Oh, okay. It's London. Oh, London. Sorry. So, 
So this is a big... I love England, and I really want to be a British subject slash citizen. Yeah. And I love so many parts of the UK that it's crazy. Um, so, yeah. the There's a big... Not a big... So the, there's, you know, there's the global ranking of influential cities or whatever. And there are alpha cities and alpha plus plus. And the two biggest cities in the world, I think, are New York and London. And so I'm from Cambridge, you know, an hour's train ride away from London. Hampton spent a lot of time in New York. And I mean, there's a little bit of contention between us as to which is a better city. Um, Wait, New York or London? Yeah. You have a contention on this? Wait, I, I personally would love to live in London. I think, wait, which do you like better? I think that's impossible to argue. Ah, uh, no, it's not. Yeah. Sorry, I, I find London to be... I, I find London to be amazing. And so a lot of my friends from university live there now, and our time there is often spent catching up with them, which I know is less exciting for Hampton. Um, and I know that London is less easy to stumble upon things, maybe, than New York. New York, you wait, can wait. walk down... It's harder to stumble. Yeah, things. it's less easy. Uh, less easy, okay. Right, which means harder. <laughs> so you can walk down Ninth Avenue or whatever and walk into a random bar and it will be, you know, a cocktail bar that will So, like, whatever. from the place we stayed in New York. In New York. In a 50-meter radius. Sure. Um, there were... You didn't need to look eight up Eight good stuff. restaurants. Sure. Five good bars... Two subways, three banks. Like, hmm. I mean, there's like everything you could yeah. possibly ever want. And that was just a random block. If you walk yeah. another 50 meters, it it's exponential. Um, sorry, another 50 meters was the High Line, like right. world famous park. Um, I feel like in... I feel like in London, we sorry we stayed in Hoxton while we were there, yeah. right? And like that is the coolest neighborhood, one yeah. of the coolest neighborhoods, uh, with a lot of tech companies and a lot of like. It's known for having a lot of restaurants and stuff. Within 50 meters from where we stayed, which was right in the very center of everything, there was one Tesco, one bar. The, the one bar was ranked number three in the world. Yeah, but so was the other one. In... Well, that was, that was lower down. Well, all right. But, sorry, so, I, I would... I would... I love the fact that London, you can walk down some alleys, and it's it seems to have a lot more atmosphere, and... Um, I don't know. I I love London very much. I love England very much. Right. So Cambridge, the city we used to live in in England, hmm. uh, which we also visited this. How time. many bars were that close to us where we used to live? No. Well, we were in the center. Right. Okay. So if we lived in the center, within fifty meters, I'd say three would probably be your average. Yeah. Um, number of pubs slash bars yeah. that are like I, it's it's funny to me that a city like Cambridge, which is like. Like I mean, 80, it, yeah, it's like eighty thousand. I mean, its metro area is probably closer yeah. to a million. No, it's much smaller. I like count the whole Cambridge area. Two hundred thousand, maybe. I don't know. Well, well Hampton might. I'm gonna figure out how many people are something. Cambridgeshire. Anyway, no, it, I really, really liked London, and I felt like I we had some of the best. Oh, I guess we could talk about that next cocktails, <laughs> um, which I blogged about a lot as we were traveling. Um, it was definitely. Uh, Nightjar is the is the bar in London that if anyone's in London I would highly recommend it. Mm. Um, that was the best bar we went to. Nightjar yeah. is my number Stop. one rated bar I've ever been to. Um, it's it's funny I don't know if people know this, um, but eight hundred six thousand people in Cambridgeshire. Eight 
106. So, so almost a million. 0.8 million. Oh, okay. In Cambridgeshire. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, that's the only one. That counts city. Huntingdon. <laughs> sorry. Okay. This is going into British counties now. Um, <laughs> but, sorry, so to cocktails are terrible in most of Europe, mm. continental Europe. Um, London's... Well, you're, you're median. Yes. Or, and mean, probably both. Yeah, probably mean. I mean. Um, but, like, if you go, I mean, so if you go into a, a bar in San Francisco, right. uh, where we currently are, if it's a dive bar, if it's a super high falutin cocktail bar, you can order a Manhattan and get something um, pretty decent. Like about a fourth of a time, it'll be a disaster. But not even that bad of a. Yeah, Actually, no. sorry, it'll maybe be the like vermouth will be a little off, hmm. or they'll like get their yeah. And so or or Ham- that was that was Hampton's drink of choice leaving for Europe, um, and then he started ordering it. And our first stop was Paris, and we were there for a month, and. No one. So your average bar in Paris has great cheap wine, uh, amazing beer that's not very expensive. Wait, wait. To be clear, sorry, I, I have to interrupt. My ordering this was a. I knew that this would be a disaster. Yeah. I yeah. Like, okay. I, I wanted to. I feel census ordering a, cla- a It's cocktails are an American thing. They were invented True. in the U.S. Um, and then you know they right. went over to Europe. Um, and you know, it's a little behind on some of that stuff or just, it's not as common. Right. So I knew that this was going to be a disaster. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, like you're sorry, you're, you're going to say they have beer and wine and that's all okay. Yeah. Um, and they have liquor. Yes. Yeah. They, but I combining mean, multiple liquors together no. is where things kind of start falling apart. Right. And so Hampton, well, Hampton was <laughs> on a project to take pictures of Manhattans wherever he went. And some of those were amazing. Some of them were not. Um, so it was interesting trying to find cocktails in a lot of these cities. So Paris was was pretty terrible. There were a couple. Paris of was the worst. Definitely. Cocktail bars. Even though it's my favorite city, right. which is. Um, but you'd imagine on a you know being a big city on a par with say London or New York, you might find more cocktail bars. There were a, a handful, really. Uh, I think we went to all of them um, when we were on our. Side. And, uh, Sorry, that was the uh, coaster. Was coaster. Ah. Um, Wake up, everyone. <laughs> um, so, so Paris was pretty dire. Um, the best place we found was Prague. And this ties back into what Hampton was saying about really, really liking it. I'm sure that's not a little bit down to the fact that there were great, great cocktails there. Um, and well, I mean, they kind of have an American fetish. No, they, they do. And there was, it was, it was, it was, it was Berlin was strange. too, which is why they have the cocktails. Yeah, Berlin's cocktails Berlin's are pretty are, good. I, out of the rest of Europe, I mean, they're, yeah. they're much better. Yeah. Um, but like Prague if the was... bar had running water, typically they have a cocktail. <laughs> right. Berlin's um, a weird city. If Berlin's you haven't very gone strange. out there. Yeah. Um, but Prague had well a number of weird American style bars. There's one. What was it called Johnny Rockets or something? No, 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 no. That's a fast food chain. <laughs> yeah. No, there was one, and it was it was a weird like fifty style. There was a Hemingway bar. There mm. was like a what was it called like Black Angel bar in a basement of a hotel. Um, they had a lot of cocktail Which bars. are all English names. I mean, just right. to be like... All English this is names. All, and all yeah. really, really, really good cocktails. I don't think... Actually, we did not go to a bar that had a name in Czech. Well, not like a cocktail bar. Right. We all went to... Well, I mean, oh, we sorry, went to a, a couple of beer halls. Yeah, what, there was a funny thing. They they always did the, the local kind of pub bars, which also, by the way, could make a cocktail yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, it was definitely more like, or like America. So like pubs in the UK... 
Like their version of a pub can make a cocktail. UK pubs, no. <laughs> they have a little button they push on the wall that right, puts right. out uh, a what measure. is what is a half of a shot in US measure, mm. um, and it's and then they like mix it with something. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. Um, uh, yeah. So, but the the oh no, but sorry, they were gonna. Uh, sorry, I was trying to say the name of bars like pubs. I guess I'm gonna use the word pubs just mm-hmm. to um, the Czech pubs always had a name like of somebody it's like the yeah, bar yeah, of somebody yeah, yeah. like true. it was always the name of the, which i don't know if that was some I, I never looked up if it was like a uh um like communist thing or before that no where the name of the proprietor is yeah. the name of the place kind of thing yeah. where like maybe you got a license to open it as a person maybe. or something yeah. i don't know i just because it, it was always funny to me there was never like an abstract name if it was an abstract name of the place it was nice and it was typically in English. Yeah. But all the ones with Czech names that were, like, much lower rent. Uh, which, I mean, the prices were way, way lower at the ones with Czech names. Right. <laughs> that was yeah, pretty much the... Yeah. Uh, but then again, like, I mean, the prices were so cheap. Like I know. Even Probably at the nice ones. Cheap. It was, yeah. like, the nicest bar in town, which I would say was Hemingway Bar, I think. Maybe Black Wait, Angel. most expensive or nicest? Which one was most expensive? That was Cloud Nine and the Hilton. Oh yeah, sorry. So, so oh, we, we, we tried to go to a lot of, of cocktail bars in Prague, and the Hilton's bar was, you know, it had good reviews. Um, it was by far the most expensive, and it ended up being that obviously you're in a Hilton, you can charge as much as you want because it's going to be American tourists coming in, and you can charge a ton for a really shitty cocktail. Oh um, yeah. Oh, and they do. They were terrible. I mean, they basically charge you London prices in Prague, which yeah. is like feels insane. Yeah. There's like an extra zero on the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's also funny. Um, so living in San Francisco, you you know you you get used to being told that your city is the most expensive. And um, when we were moving here from Cambridge a couple of years ago we were told by all our american friends oh this is the most expensive city you're going to be bankrupt blah 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 it's in in traveling as well we didn't have a solid plan when we started traveling and we're like oh we'll spend some time in western europe you know we knew we wanted to go to prague because it was less expensive but it ended up being that you know most of western europe is way more expensive than than san francisco and yeah, I was complaining. Definitely. I was complaining. It's about... expensive for an American city that's not New York, right? <laughs> like, and and you know there are certain things that are comparable, supposedly, with New York now, but you know London, Paris, Amsterdam, anywhere in Austria, even Berlin wasn't that much cheaper than San Francisco. I found. no, it was slightly cheaper. Slightly, it was like ten dollars for a drink instead of twelve. Hmm. Even though around here you can get it for eight, so right. I don't know. You like, just need to go to half. We were in the nice, nice places. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to think of my least favorite place. So my favorite place was definitely Prague. Um, I had a really good time in New York as well. Um, Toronto I really liked because we hung out with some very good friends of ours. And again, London. I feel like, I feel like places to me are very tied to who I'm hanging out with at the time. Mm. Um, and when I have a connection with someone in a place... It, it solidifies. You're such a sweetheart. I know. So I know. I'm, I'm such a mushy Englishman. Um, but, yeah, so I was trying to think of my least favorite place. Um, yeah. And it's... So, so this, actually, this time, 
But I mean, uh, I guess it must be. So we went to Linz, Austria for a conference. Oh, that, yeah. And I mean, we were there for only a couple days, and we were at a hotel where you couldn't really get anywhere. Right. The downtown was nice. It was really smoky, though. Oh, Austria, like, yeah. Yeah, people smoke indoors. That's true. Like, that is the only European country left. Sorry, uh, well, Eastern European countries, people still smoke yeah. indoors. Uh, pretty much every Western European country. I mean, even I know Paris gets a. Americans think people smoke inside in Paris. They don't. No. Um, not anymore. And then uh, Germany, some places, maybe a little, but not much. Mostly Berlin, because they don't give a shit. It's right. like a weird anarchist state yeah. there. <clears throat> um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, but... yeah. So, in Prague, they smoke indoors everywhere. Restaurants were... Some restaurants, no. No. And nice places, no. Right. The weird part was in Austria, nice places had people smoking yeah. inside. That's what flipped me out. Like... We went to this bar in, in Linz, L-I-N-Z, uh, Austria, and it's this university town. We went to, like, we found, we basically visited every cocktail bar we could possibly visit in Europe. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we went there, and it's like, there's a bar, there's not much else, for, not a lot of uh, room, sorry, there's like a, a wavy yeah. bar, like a diner kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then everyone at that bar is smoking, and we went and sat there, and like, it's low ceilings, underground, so smoky. Um, and, like, they're making fancy cocktails and working really hard. And they'd, like, spritz things on the tops of the cocktail. Like, Michael, this beautiful cocktail I just made has a very thin layer of orange oil essence on the top of it. Right. Like, it's a very subtle smell as you drink it. And they were kind of doing that, but the place is filled with smoke. And, and the woman next to me... Is like you know what a, at bars how you kind of angle away from the people you don't know, like especially with circular seats, yeah, you kind of yeah. turn your back to the people you don't know. Well, she was holding her hand such that like her cigarette was basically in my face, yeah, and like pointing it at me and away from her friends. She was being yeah. very polite to them and into my face as we're like sitting yeah. there, and I'm like, "Thank you for your very fancy cocktail bar." Where literally, like, I can't smell yeah. the drink because... And it was funny, there's... that happened a couple of times in Vienna as well. And we spoke to... So we've got a couple of... Um, so my cousin's going out with an Austrian um, lady. And she was saying, yeah, it's it's like an Austrian thing. They're super protective of, like, cigarettes and, and being able to smoke. And I found that really difficult to... Um, it's definitely something that... I guess within my lifetime and in your lifetime has oh, happened this change from being able to smoke indoors to nope that's not okay and going back to that is is very jarring and you have all your clothes smell and yeah it was pretty i, I totally remember when restaurants were well i mean so i grew up in the south so it was a little slower mm. than other parts of the u.s no yeah, but like true. you remember in restaurant like restaurants that have a divider in it yeah yeah it was like yeah. or smoking or non right it's always a question yeah like that's um, so weird to me so yeah traveling that was was kind of strange um i guess we haven't talked that much about the east coast people care about that as much i don't know yeah well wait uh michael i'm a little empty okay should I make, you, another uh, one? make another one we wait, got same thing 15 minutes left in the show should i make the same thing yeah okay. it was delicious yeah. um all right michael's making the next cocktail um, um but yeah it was all right, what was our East Coast travel? Right. So we came back, we flew back into Philadelphia, came with our friends, uh, Amy and Thomas. Did like a weird... Yeah. Uh, and then, all right. So we... <laughs> this is, okay. If, 
Like, we were getting a little overconfident with our travel. Actually, not overconfident. No. I think we just were really we good travelers. Because we're awesome. Yeah, we're pretty good at traveling. So what we did was... <clears throat> all right, here you go. You ready? We flew into Philadelphia, back into the U.S., just landed. Stayed one night. Then we took a train from Philadelphia to Newark Airport, which you can do in a morning. Uh, it was only, like, what, an hour and a half or something? But it was delayed. Oh, yeah, I did get delayed. But we had enough time. I think our flight was, like, 11 a.m. or yeah. noon. Or, or, no, we needed... It was, like, at noon. We needed to be there by 11 to Newark. And so we took a train to Newark and then flew from Newark to Toronto, stayed in Toronto, flew back to <laughs> Newark, and then stayed in New York. Um, so, yeah, that was our uh, show-off move for traveling, was that we... Because obviously, like you want to get the cheapest round trip flights, and you want to try to organize them in such a way as you're paying the least amount of money. Yeah. So, I mean, for a very obvious statement. Um, so for us, Newark to Toronto is a direct flight with Porter Airlines, which is this like schmancy small plane airline that has like oh, yeah, nice. unlimited sodas and all sorts of nice things, and they're little like uh, fancy planes, I guess. Um, what are they? They're a Bombardier. Oh, if Melissa was here. She could tell us what the um, name of these. They fly one type of weird little airplane that's really nice. Um, so anyhow, so we 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 trained to New York in order to fly to Toronto and then came back. Uh, and then we flew down to Florida, where I'm yeah. from originally. Uh, stayed with family, right? And then we we basically drove down to Orlando. Spent a no, I'm off. Now we said driving up. Oh, we started driving up. Sorry. So we drove from... Oh, man. Michael has a whole chart on his website because this gets confusing. We flew down from New York to Florida, then drove up to Washington, D.C., and we took... Via... Via a bunch of places. North we went... Carolina Mountains. Yeah, we went through, like... Well, so I'd always felt that Michael never, like... So Michael being from the U.K., we've been living in the U.S. for a little while. Uh, we try to do the things that you don't get to do when you're not living. So when we were in England, we'd always try to see Europe and do more things. Um, so I, he'd never seen the Appalachian Mountains. And my family is all from the South, and Appalachian Mountains are something that are... I went to school in, in South Carolina, like, right at the base of the Appalachians. Like, I wanted to see it, uh, and so we took a road trip. Uh, we don't normally drive. We don't own a car. Um, but we borrowed my grandfather's car and then drove uh, all the way up through the mountains to the uh, what was the Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge Parkway, oh, which is like the famous roads. We did a lot of that stuff. It was really pretty. Um, stopped in Asheville for a night, which is like a hipster town in South Carolina. Hit a bunch of or hit one conference on the way. How many? Two, one. I forget. Yeah. We, we were kind of, like I mentioned earlier, our whole travel was kind of sewn together by conferences, because usually they'd uh, help us get there. Um, actually, I don't think for any of those conferences we... They just got us a hotel room. So you get a free hotel room is actually always good for that. Um, yeah, so that was nice. And then and D.C. is where my uh, our niece is. So we went and hung out with our uh, one-year-old niece, because, you know... Hang with one-year-olds. What, what? Um, yeah, and then drove back down. <laughs> Which I guess we could have flown back down, I felt like. Or, or, but going... going uh, I definitely say on a road trip, going up... Going there seems a lot longer than coming back. Yeah. 
We like, I, but we kind of nailed it heading back. Um, and then Cheers. cocktails ready. Second round of cocktails. Making eye contact. Oh, sorry, I didn't make eye contact that time. Michael's mad at me. Um, we always had bad luck. Yeah. Uh, um. So where's the most? Um, so if someone was listening to this and you're like, where was the thing you weren't expecting to like that you really really liked, or was that Prague? Or like, if someone's like, oh, I'd, where would you recommend I go to or something like that? I mean, I, I, I definitely, I still go to the classic in Paris. Yeah. Like, I still, I mean, well, I, I guess I should give my warnings. I was going to say, I think there's a Paris. big caveat with Paris. Right. Like, I think when Americans go to Paris and don't enjoy it, or English people, because the culture is so yeah, similar in, in a lot of these ways. Um, I think they, yeah, they, sorry, they don't understand what's happening in Paris, and so they'll oftentimes kind of feel that somebody was being mean to them, or that something wasn't nice about Paris. Um, so I have my couple, like, there's a couple things about Paris that I think you have to know in order to enjoy it. First of all, there's lots of cool touristy stuff. You should definitely do that. If you've never been before, go do the Eiffel Tower, go to the Arc de Triomphe, Louvre. Uh, Louvre, Charles Elysee, Charles Elysee, walk everywhere. Yeah, walk. I mean, it, unless you, if you're if you're disabled uh, or have trouble walking, then taxis are pretty safe and yeah. pretty good in, in Paris these days. Um, but walk for the most part. If you can walk, walk. Uh, it is beautiful. It, between all these major tourist things are beautiful things, and just walking down the street is a whole experience itself. Um, uh, yes, they charge for water. Sort of. Yeah. Because this is a big one that I know that Americans oh, yeah. get very annoyed about is that you ask for a bottle of water or water mm. uh, at a meal. Right. And they bring you a bottle that they open and then they uh, pour it and then it shows up on your bill and it's usually about four euros. Mm -hmm. So the reason why that exists, they have a different culture about water and it's not that they don't drink it. So I think yeah. when I first, before we met, I've been to Paris a couple times, uh, but I hadn't spent a lot of time there. Um, I thought they just didn't drink water with meals. Like, that just wasn't a thing. Mm. Um, it's not as much of a thing, but it definitely, like, they ask for it differently. So, it's a, what is it, tab? A carafe? A carafe. Like a carafe. You could probably water. just say carafe yeah, of yeah, water in English, and they'll get it. A, if you're having a meal, a carafe of water is usually free and pretty much everywhere has one. And that's like tap water. It's tap water. So that's yeah. what the local, I mean, they will bring you, you'll see other people at tables uh, with these carafes yeah. of water. Yeah. Um, and this is where, by the way, people get, Americans I think get annoyed too, is they'll get, they'll be delivered a bottle and think the French are taking advantage of them. Mm. Um, you have to ask for a carafe though. Because a lot of people who don't drink in Europe, so restaurants there have amazing food and they're actually pretty reasonably priced compared to other things in the cost in, yeah. in Paris. So it's, imagine when you go to a stand-up show in the US, it's, there's a drink minimum, basically is how yeah. they do it. So if you don't order anything else, you pay for the, the water because they're trying to just break even. Like this is how they work. Like. There, you will pay for a drink. If you get some wine, they will happily bring you water to go with it. Um, so, sorry, 
No, th- this is a big issue I know for... I know my mom is always super uh, yeah. confused about this. But then... Uh, they won't give you ice. No. Though you probably don't need it. No. Because it's usually cool there, except for in the, the middle of the summer. Right. Um, uh, order wine and get some water with it. Yeah. That'll sort I mean, sort it I feel like you. we go to Paris and... Uh, I mean, well, this time we kind of did some touristy stuff because... You know, I haven't been to the Musée d'Orsay in a while and whatever. But the, um, like, just going to a cafe, sitting down, ordering a bottle of wine. They'll bring you the, 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 the check or the bill immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. And it's not like they're pressuring you to, you know, it's actually like a, a relaxing thing because you can pay <laughs> and then you're there. So it's um, so funny, these things we don't notice culturally. The way it works in the U.S. is, and it's totally weird. Uh, when you actually describe it, is you sit there and you order things up until the point that you're done, and then you indicate to the waiter that you want to find out what the total is or what the bill is. Right. And then they bring you the bill, and then you analyze the bill, and then you give your payment, and then the waiter, you have to sit there and wait till the waiter comes back, unless you paid, you know, uh, you, you sort it out yourself. Um, so cafes in Paris will typically... They bring you the check immediately and repeatedly. So it makes so much more sense. That thing where in the U.S. you're trying to flag down the waiter because you want to make sure that you hmm. need to leave. It doesn't have... It's so stupid. Why Why can't they just put a bill down? If you order more, they'll update your bill and bring you a new one with more things on it. Like, it makes so much more sense to work this way. And, and after you pay, you're allowed to stay. That's the other thing in Paris. Right. So... Uh, Americans think that with them bringing the bill, they're signaling that you should leave. Um, that's not correct. They're not doing that. Uh, once they pay, once you've paid, you've kind of bought yourself a seat for a couple hours. That's also why they charge for water too in cafes a lot of times. If you just sat and wanted just, you don't order food and you just order uh, a carafe of water, uh, they will be a little annoyed because they want you to order something that makes them money. Um, cause they're not expecting you to sit there and leave as soon as you're done. A lot of times people sit and enjoy and wait. Um, so I really appreciate the fact that they kind of like, as soon as I realized that they weren't rushing me out and that they really just order something and then you can stay and I've sorted it out and I don't have to worry about the bill anymore. Yeah. Uh, we usually pay, I mean, you'll see Parisians do all sorts of things. Sometimes... I, I guess it's up to you. Some people pay immediately. A lot of times, if the uh, if it's busy, mm-hmm. the waiter will ask. Yeah. If you'll the pay just pay. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, that isn't because they think you're a horrible. <laughs> right. It's just funny these cultural norms and people. I feel so bad for Americans who sit there and go, "Oh, the French hate us." Like, oh my gosh, yeah, why yeah. was this person being like that? And really, like, I mean, that isn't what they're. You're, it's us interpreting their motives through our cultural norms, mm-hmm. like. Just because you paid your bill doesn't mean you need to leave. Um, no, so I just I love Paris. Uh, doing a, a tour, see, I mean, see all the tourist things, but go sit in a cafe. Yeah. Just, I mean, we like to order a bottle of wine. You look out on the street and just watch Parisians walk past. Yeah. Uh, you'll see at least two lovers fighting on the street. Right. Uh, you'll see. And I de- uh, Sorry, yeah, I definitely feel that this isn't something that we've been able to find anywhere. The idea of sitting in a cafe, which is usually, you know, all the chairs are street facing. Mm-hmm. So you sit kind of next to your, um, you know, your companion looking out over the street or a square or something like that. And 
I haven't found that anywhere else. And I want to bring that culture um, elsewhere because, you know, in London, in Cambridge, in New York, in Berlin, anywhere else, yeah. you kind Especially of... Especially major cities. Yeah. That's major even cities, faster. It seems yeah. so weird that this doesn't exist anywhere else. Mm. And I wish. I mean, even like Amsterdam, when we were there with the kind of open air, you know, drinking beer and eating breakfast in these open areas... It still wasn't you're watching someone, and I love that. Yeah, I love that aspect of just. Yeah, I definitely think of it as like the chairs they have in, like in the cafes. It, I, you have a whole different sense of it if you imagine that you're on a beach, in Jamaica, but with different mm-hmm. weather. Oh, right. I prefer the weather. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you just think of it that way, like think about you're on the beach chairs. The waiter doesn't come around as much in a as a you would have it in Applebee's in America, right. of course, right? Yeah. Takes a minute to get your margarita. Um, usually they'll bring you the bill pretty fast. They'll have it with them. Right. Um, but your main job is to sit there and look at the ocean. Yeah. Except instead of the ocean, it's probably a beautiful cathedral across a square yeah. with uh, Parisians walking around like uh, and it's great. It's great to do it at like 5 p.m. as everyone's getting off work, people are coming from the metro, and they're all carrying baguettes, which is a real thing. I didn't really realize it until this time, where we would, you know, we'd be working most of the day, and then, you know, we'd go and sit in a cafe around 4.30 and (coughs) grab a bottle of wine, and then sit there till 6, and everyone coming off the subway or the metro goes to a bakery, grabs a baguette, which is what? one euro yeah one euro like a dollar and even then sorry we said to someone who is parisian oh you know the one euro baguettes and he's like oh you're overpaying for your baguettes um it's like a dollar fifty for a huge fresh i mean yeah so fresh you can just eat it you don't even need and everyone grabs one on the way home and And they eat it as they walk right like they're holding it and then they just bite into the stick which is awesome um yeah so all right we're at the end of our hour so yeah, this has been mostly talking about travel and, and well, that was the like subject that. for this. Yeah, yeah, which is so nice. we did it. Hopefully, people have learned about our travels and will stop asking <laughs> about them. No, 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 I'm kidding. Please, please continue asking about our travels. Um, yeah, we've been drinking an old fashioned, so it's been nice. And I'll continue drinking. So. I know it's a little bit left. Um, so we've been doing the show live. We'll see how this works out. Uh, this is our first one. Uh, we'll be putting this on iTunes at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're listening to this in the future we're probably still doing it live maybe mm-hmm. um we're actually gonna do one tomorrow uh february 3rd uh about linguistics yep. so tune in for that about uh 4:45 or so pacific time all right well this has been hampton i'm michael and we're getting the fuck out of here see ya